This is a shock podcast. Hello friends and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that is surrounded by smug, smug Manchester United fans. Again. <laughs> I can't wait for this podcast to be over. Um, today, we have uh, Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? I am Faisal American, um, the idiot who's not going to enjoy recording this podcast. <laughs> Mifzal Malik isn't here. Uh, he made one too many jokes about Liverpool and I finally fed him to a pack of wild rabbit dogs. <laughs> are they rabbits or dogs? Uh, anyway, um, let's start with the League Cup. Uh, I want to say congratulations to a club uh, that was great in its day, attracting players from all over the globe and they were the top dog, the head honcho. The big cheese, uh, numero uno honcho. You get what I mean. Uh, but in recent years, uh, they had to play second fiddle to their local rivals. Uh, but now they're back under a new manager and the future looks exciting. That's right. Congratulations to Celtic for beating Rangers 2-1 in the Scottish League Cup final. <laughs> almost got me there. <laughs> that almost happened. Yeah, that actually happened, guys. Um, also, congratulations to Manchester United. Uh, they beat Newcastle 2 0 to win the EFL Cup. Uh, their first trophy since, what, 2017? Mm. Mm. Also, their first under new boss Eric Ten Hag. That guy, he's kind of all right, isn't he? Yeah, the kid's okay. <laughs> look, look, before anyone says this, and I know there are going to be people who will, uh, oh, it's just the League Cup. Why are you getting so excited? Uh, let hey, don't play, play. The League Cup is Mourinho's favourite competition. <laughs> but, okay, let me just say that for me at least, and, and the few United fans that I've spoken to, mm. uh, it, it's not so much about the title that they won, mm -hmm. but the circumstances under which they won it. You know, because... Uh, yes, on the one hand, it's nice to start winning again after six years. You know, we kind of forgotten the feeling. Um, but, but you don't have to rub it in, though. Nick. Yeah, but, but, no, but more than anything else, I think that this is a symbolic win. It, it's symbolic of the new start like this. Okay, we are finally having that, that, that new rejuvenation, that new era uh, under Eric Ten Hag. And we've been playing well as well. Yeah. You know, we've, we've been playing really well, far better than we would have predicted uh, at the start of the season, right? Exactly. So to finally have things stable, <laughs> stable, and and working out again as Rashford, <laughs> it's looking like a like a player instead of a charity celebrity. <laughs> it's it's it is a good thing, and uh, we I think United is improving at the same time as well. Like yeah. you said, we've we are stable, right? We, I mean, United are stable right now. Uh, they're improving, and I I I really have to agree with Nick. Nobody saw this coming when. Ten Hag uh, got the job at the start of the season. Uh, he started off kind of poorly, right? Mm -hmm. Draws here and there. Um, but I think the signing it has to be one of the signings. I think Casemiro has to be has to be mentioned in this. Yeah. Um, for years, I think more than half a decade that United fans have been has been begging for great, at least a world class defensive midfielder, and finally we got one in Casemiro. Mm. 
and he has been a revelation and he has saved maybe Fred's career. <laughs> <laughs> Fred was the like the laughing stock like yeah. for the past couple of seasons, right? There was there was a period where Scott McTominay played better than Fred yeah. and once Casemiro <laughs> got in the team then everything just clicked together. Yeah, Fred actually looks after you. Yeah, he was he's actually okay. The kids okay. Mm. Also, a special kudos to David De Gea. Uh, he set a club record with his 181st clean sheet. A big redemption arc. I remember when we used to uh, smash him all the time. <laughs> yeah. What changed? Harry Maguire. <laughs> no, Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, for serious. I think, I think De Gea has been great at shot-stopping throughout his yeah. career, but... Um, that that season, that period when he was making mistakes, he was not making the saves that he would have made usually. Mm-hmm. I think it's down to the to the quality of his defensive line led by Harry Maguire. I think was it Aaron Wan Bissaka as well, uh, Lindelof, Luke Shaw was there. I, it wasn't clicking the back line. I think and under Ten Hag with the inclusion of Rafael Varane is is definitely an upgrade mm. and. Okay, with all the sticks that we've given to to Maguire, it's really, really great to see him live that EFL Cup. Yeah. As Man United fans, right, I want to ask both of you something. Um, you've seen more than your fair share of false starts. Uh, Mourinho won you guys, I think, the EFL Cup and the Europa League. Even Oni Solskjaer was seen as the second coming of Alex Ferguson. He took them to second, and then Oli's at the wheel. <laughs> And then he like, oh, the wheels fell off. <laughs> is this the real deal or is it just another one of those uh, false starts, you think? Uh, you are absolutely right. For the longest time uh, since Ferguson left, United have struggled to bring in a manager who could kind of return the club to the glory days under mm-hmm. Fergie. Uh, David Moyes mm-hmm. was a flop. Uh, Louis van Gaal didn't work out. Uh, Oli, like you said, mm-hmm. he, he brought the, the, the feel-good factor yeah. back for a while, but then even that... Uh, you know, he, he wasn't up to mark. Uh, I, I don't think we should even talk about Ralph Ragnick. <laughs> um, but, and, and, and you didn't even talk about Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho, like you said, he won the League Cup and mm. the, the EFL Europa Cup. Mm. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, the Europa League and the League Cup in his first season as well, yeah. right? Mm, yeah. uh, but even then, the team didn't feel like it was progressing. It was like, okay, fine. Good manager, he's tweaked the tactics here and there, but the team is pretty much the same. Yeah, and when I think Mourinho led United to second place, right, one season, mm-hmm. and even with that, with that achievement, I don't think any United fans feel like United were really contending for the Premier League yeah. title that mm-hmm. season because I think it was what a double-digit point lead gap mm-hmm. between United and City. So I hope Ten Hag is the real deal, but let's. Taking Faisal's point of view here, Faisal's habit of not over-expecting things. <laughs> um, let's see how it goes. And like like Nick said, winning the EFL is a great, great start just to get the players, the the, the winning mentality, the winning mood yeah, back. That have momentum. The momentum and giving the fans the feel-good factor mm-hmm. again. Making the fans believe that United might be on the way up again. So let's hope, let's hope. It, it, but you have to admit as well that it, it would appear at least... For now, from what we've seen so far, that things are, are changing for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, number one, he, he he is imposing himself at the club. As in, like, he's showing that I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. It's 
my way and only mm-hmm. my way, which is what Ferguson used to do last time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players seem to be responding to it very well. Uh, the club seems to be willing to, to give him what he mm-hmm. wants. You know, you need players, we'll give it to you. Uh, there was even, uh, I, I read a story about how before the League Cup, you know how in, in England for cup games, it's traditional for players to wear their suit and tie and mm-hmm. all that. He apparently said, no, that's going to take 10 minutes of the time that you know you can be using to, to warm up yeah, and to yeah, prepare yeah. and all that. So he said, no, everybody come in your tracksuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, again, uh, talking about Ten Hag, I think putting Luke Shaw in the left centre-back position, I thought that was great. I think Luke Shaw has played great in that position. I, previously, I think he's been just put at the uh, at the full-back and left wing, left midfield, if you might say. Mm. But since he's been playing at left centre-back along with Varane, I, I, I really, really thought he played when I did not expect him to play that well mm. in that position. Again, the Vought Vaghorst playing as an yeah. attacking mm. midfielder, slightly mm. deeper role. So, so this this must, uh, tactical stroke that Ten Hag has shown us, I think, he, oh, I don't want to jinx it, but he might be the real deal. <laughs> and, and, and he's prepared to drop star players, which is with Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, he's dropped Maguire and he's, mm. you know, made no, you know, and he's... Absolutely fine with it. He's not losing any sleep over it. So yeah, it it, it I don't think anybody lost any sleep like Maguire when <laughs> dropped. But uh, yeah, like, like you said, like you don't want to start expecting too much. But it would at least appear that they're on the right yeah. path. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. All right. Okay. So like Aram said, learn from me, temper your expectations, <laughs> hope for the best, and expect another Oli. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, before we move on, let's briefly touch on Newcastle. Not that way, Karama. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> uh, Newcastle were aiming for their first major domestic trophy in, I think, almost 70 years. Yeah, yeah, almost 70 years. Okay. Do you think this will have a negative impact on their campaign moving forward? They've been brilliant so far. They're gunning for Europe. Will this derail them? No, I, I think it would like it'll actually have the opposite effect because uh, it's it shown them that they can make it this far. Mm-hmm. I mean, li- literally, you know, you, if you want to use that that figurative saying, they were within touching distance mm-hmm. of a trophy, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, one way of looking at it is that can inspire them, like, okay, you can do it. You've reached the final. Anything is possible from now on, and they're not that that bad. They're not doing that badly in the league, isn't no, it? Yeah. Third, third place. It's, Fifth, fifth round of Tottenham, yeah. So they've not had a bad campaign. And I think this getting as far as the final here will actually spur them to, to not spurs, inspire <laughs> them to push a little harder. I do the bad, I do the die <laughs> jokes here, man. This is a cheap shot, Nick. I, but I, I agree with Nick. Um, and I've, I saw a photo of Newcastle fans mm. at the finals with the banner saying that we do not demand a championship team or something like that. Yeah. We just demand a team that tries. So right. that... that I mean, they were in the championship a few seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they demand that again? <laughs> so I think Newcastle are, are on the right track to be, again, one of the biggest, one of, one of the bigger clubs mm-hmm. in England. I think the last time they've been in a cup final was in 99 when United won the treble and beat them in the Africa Cup mm-hmm. It's been that it's been that long. Were they under Kevin Keegan back? back? I don't think it was Keegan. I think it was Sir Bobby Charlton. Oh, okay. I think I Bobby think. Robson. Bobby Robson. Oh, Uncle Bobby. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bobby Robson. So, 
Uh, let's hope that I think and again the the Magpie fans I think they are they are starting to believe and this loss like Nick said will give them uh, mm. the hunger that they need the, mm. to give the mm. players the hunger that they need to at least win mm. a trophy in the in the coming future. Yeah. Will they get into the top four? Personally, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it to see them up there. <laughs> That's Kevin Keegan for you, young listeners. <laughs> Look it up. It's hilarious. <laughs> Kevin Keegan eats British beef. <laughs> now let's move on to the FIFA Best Awards. More self-congratulatory hoo-ha, blah, blah, blah. I can't say anymore. Uh, otherwise, I'll have to bleep it out. <laughs> okay, moving on to the FIFA Best Awards. Uh, Lionel Messi, named Best Male Player. He came out ahead of uh, Kylian Mbappe and Karim Benzema. Emiliano Martinez picked up Goalkeeper of the Year. Uh, Did he hold the trophy in a problematic (laughs) way again? I didn't think so. Argentina coach Lionel Scaloni, obviously best coach. Uh, Messi, Mbappe and Benzema were included in the World Starting eleven team alongside the likes of Erling Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne, Luka Modric and... uh, Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> um, the Puskas goal of the year went to amputee uh, Marcin Olekshe for, uh, for a bicycle kick goal. No arguments there, eh? I don't think there's any arguments to be made. Mm. But... Yeah, I'm just happy there's no Ronaldo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think if Benzema would have played in the World Cup, I think the, the, the FIFA best player would be, would be, the winner would be different, I think. Uh, did, yeah, depending on the kind of campaign he had. But it, it's hard to argue with awarding it to the person who won the World Cup, yeah. right? The star of the team. The star of the was the heart and soul of the team. The top score. The top, yeah. Uh, player of the tournament yeah. as well. So <laughs> how, how can you not give him yeah. the best player award? Emmy uh, Martinez as well, no arguments. No arguments. I right. say what four penalties? Yeah. there uh, in the t- in the campaign. Uh, although he should be banned from holding any trophy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Scaloni pipping pipping Pep. Yeah. To the award again. Uh, it, it is the World Cup, the biggest prize there is. So obviously mm-hmm. the, the magnitude of that it, it counts a lot. Yeah, and it, I think it's written in the stars that Argentina to to have won the World Cup and then all their players and their coaches mm. to win an individual award. I think that there's mm-hmm. no argument. At that. And their supporters won like fan of the year as well. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah. And you know, the Puskas goal winner, you know, um, it just goes to show that regardless of any, uh, shall we say, impairments that you have, mm. if you set your mind to it, great things can happen. So good on him. And, and go check out that goal. It is yeah, it like is. legit. It is amazing. <laughs> The EPL happened at the weekend. Um, the usual teams won. <laughs> Arsenal, had two, way of putting it. Arsenal had a two-point lead over Man City. This is after the Gunners beat Leicester 1-0, while City thumped Bournemouth 4-1. Uh, Manchester United weren't in the EPL for obvious reasons, as were Newcastle. Uh, Liverpool had a goalless draw against Crystal Palace. At least it wasn't a loss, so I'm happy. Uh, Tottenham, 2-0 winners over Chelsea. Chelsea, of course, are winless throughout the month of February. And at the time of recording, there's a widespread rumours that he could, that um, the club could sack boss Graham Potter. Uh, what do you think about this? Is it going to happen? I think it is, um, knowing Chelsea's history, right, with managers. Um, mm-hmm. But... Especially under this owner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's a good look for Chelsea. I think they still need to give Graham Potter more time. But 
at, at the same time, Potter needs to get at least a result. Winless in February, I think that's just that's it's, just too it's much. Not acceptable for a team that should be or that, that's expecting to be challenging for the title, exactly. playing in Europe and all that. Yeah. And look at how much they've spent right mm. this season. So at least you should get. Like I said, winless in February, that's 28 days without a win. Mm. And oh my God, I can't believe this. But, but the, I mean, Chelsea, to be fair, for their part, they have said that they want to play the long game with this. You know, they want to give him time, similar to what Arsenal did with uh, Arteta. Arteta. But I don't know, like just in this past month alone, I don't think he's shown any indication that he can get any, or he can get a, a different kind of result from this team if they keep him on for next season because morale is yeah. at an all-time low. The players don't seem to be responding to him. Yeah. Even like for all you know, the best intentions of wanting to keep him, perhaps I think he's, he's let it go too far already. Yeah. I think it's a indication of how bad morale is yeah. when you got people like Mason Mount being linked to Liverpool. <laughs> of all clubs, <laughs> Liverpool. How bad is it at Stamford Bridge? <laughs> I've seen this this clip of Chelsea players right before coming out out of the dugout into the going onto the pitch for a match, and they really look lifeless walking yeah. onto the pitch. And um, there's rumors also saying that they are trying to get Tammy Abraham back to Stamford Bridge from Roma. There's <laughs> and not to mention Jose Mourinho for the fourteen hundredth <laughs> time. Yeah, and there was I I read a report saying that maybe Lukaku after his spell with Inter will mm-hmm. go back to Chelsea. I don't know how yeah. that will work out. So, Potter, whatever happens, Potter needs to get results in March so that he could put this speculation to bed. Mm. I think. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, a loss is a result as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> a positive result. Quite now. Positive for the other team. <laughs> Now, happening in midweek, Arsenal are up against Everton and uh, Liverpool take on Wolves in the Premier League. Uh, We also have FA Cup fifth round action. Manchester United host West Ham. Man City travel to Bristol. There's also Leicester v Blackburn. Now, moving on from football, good news for petrol heads. The new Formula One season kicks off in Bahrain with Red Bull and Max Verstappen looking to defend their titles. Uh, Mercedes will be looking to get a decent non-bouncy car. Uh, while Ferrari and new team principal Frederick Vasseur will just try to not look like clowns. Uh, will it happen? Who knows? It's Formula One. Anything can happen. Um, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Podball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in, friends. We love you all, especially you, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> that is never going to die. Uh, I am Faisal American. I'm Nicholas John. And I am Karami Kamil. On behalf of Mirzal Malik, who's been resurrected, uh, he'll be back on Friday, hopefully, <laughs> once, <laughs> once he recovers from his uh, hamstring injury. <laughs> Okay, you can play the outro now, Nura. <laughs> <laughs>